Well, okay. hi there, and welcome back to another week of our RLC Sermon Chat podcast. We're excited mm-hmm. to be with you and continuing our conversation about Second Timothy. Second now, Timothy, right? Now. So we moved right. on from First Timothy yes. to Second Timothy. The second of the three pastoral letters of Paul. Yes. Yeah. So give us a little recap, a reminder, yeah. if you will, about the sermon. Yeah. Well, the title was Remember the Holy Spirit, and I had a lot of titles. Usually the title doesn't matter much to me, and and I just kind of, it comes, and then I Mm -hmm, put it up there. mm -hmm. This week was a little bit difficult, Mm. because I I, I like to use the title to help us remember what we learned, and maybe even what we're looking forward to learning, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and Remember the Holy Spirit, I think was the one I settled on because quite often we don't remember the Holy yeah, Spirit. Yeah, that's true. Of our, of our Trinitarian mm-hmm, God mm-hmm. and uh, triune theology or triune God and Trinitarian theology, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe better said, we often forget the person of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I say person deliberately yeah. here. You know, man. I like that distinction on Sunday. It yeah, we don't. Sometimes we think of the Holy Spirit as an it or, yeah, or a thing. <laughs> a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, we believe in three persons of the yeah. Trinity. And so it's easy conceptually, I think, to get our minds around God as Father. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, of course, is the easiest, yeah. having um, lived a human life as the Son. And then the Holy Spirit is almost this nebulous, you know, I. We think, uh, and, and I think this is why we changed from ghost to spirit, because yeah. <laughs> Holy Ghost that's is even good, worse. That's a good call. But I think yeah. we still have this idea that the Holy Spirit is uh, a ghost of sorts mm-hmm. just floating around nebulously. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make a movie. Anyway, because <laughs> that would be interesting. So remember the Holy Spirit was really, I think, the mm. the the emphasis of this message. Yeah. So then we, we kind of had Paul's primary exhortation to Timothy. And really that's what Paul is writing to do is to exhort, mm-hmm. encourage, yep. support, teach, train uh, Timothy, his young apprentice. And the encouragement was simply to fan the flame or fan into flame, the gift of God, which is in you, through the laying on of my hands. And I just made the observation that among several options that I think <laughs> the gift that Paul is talking about here is the gift of Holy Spirit yeah. in in Paul. And you'll notice that I didn't right there use the definite article in front of Holy mm-hmm. Spirit mm-hmm. because I think that helps my mind at least personify mm. Holy Spirit. Because yeah. we say, Yeah, we don't Father, say the Jesus. And not the <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, Holy Spirit is mm. a person. And so I think that's what Paul is saying to Timothy. And then Paul yeah. reminded Timothy, I think, of three of the many empowerments, uh, gifts, mm-hmm. uh, whatever we want to call them, fruit, that come through the Holy Spirit, power, love, and self-discipline. Mm. And I thought those were interesting. Yeah. That 
that Paul would mention those three. Yeah, I thought it was mm -hmm. really interesting. I loved your points of the bookend um, about the fruit mm. of the Spirit and how, yeah. you know, it's possible to maybe even likely that Paul was talking about all of that and using those bookends mm -hmm. as almost shorthand or a yeah you know, a reminder um, it was yeah it was really good I hadn't thought I wish, about that before I wish that I had clarified that or maybe qualified it by saying this is different than what the literal interpretation is of mm -hmm. this particular passage mm -hmm. this is a speculation on my part and so it's it's the gospel according to Steve yeah I like to preface that when I'm moving out into t into territory mm -hmm. that's not exactly captured by scripture. Yeah. Um, and it is speculation. Yeah. However, I do think it's true. Yeah. I, I it's tr educated speculation. It's not a hopefully a sort of off the wall, <laughs> yeah. you know, out of nowhere. Yeah. I look through commentaries. Yeah. I couldn't find anything really that um, substantiated mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. thought. Um, so I am a little leery of it. Yeah. <laughs> that it seems somewhat original. Um, certainly somebody thought of it before me yeah. <laughs> in the last 2,000 years. <laughs> but I, I, did, I still do find it curious that of all the fruit of the Spirit that Paul could have mentioned, mm -hmm. it's an awfully big coincidence, we want to call it that, that it, these are the exact two words Captured in Galatians, yeah, to begin and to close mm -hmm. the discussion on the fruit of the spirit, yeah, and clearly, no matter what, if you take uh, the writing of First Timothy early or mm -hmm. late, clearly Galatians was written before, right. So to think about Pauline thought in his subsequent letters, he didn't let that go. Yeah. He still had it. Yeah. So anyway, I I think it's uh, reasonable. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> I think a it's re reasonable conjecture. Reasonable, yeah, yeah. speculation, yeah. conjecture. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's good. So we talked, we were diving in a little bit deeper mm -hmm. to some of the points. Uh, as we know, the sermons yeah. are pretty brief compared to what what we come up with to share about it and yeah, we yeah. cut a lot out. So what were we some do. of the things that you cut out or, you know, if you yeah. had us for hours would have right. liked to dig a little deeper into? Well, and we thank you for not keeping us for hours. Also, <laughs> I'll, I'll throw that in lest you get any ideas. I see. So we're talking, uh, hours worth of material in seven minutes. Yeah. I, I That's the world try. we live in. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think there there are two. Um, I I would have liked to have developed this idea regarding the the gift of um, of Pentecost um, described by Luke mm -hmm. as as tongues. Yeah, and then the gift that we know the spiritual mm -hmm. gift of mm -hmm. tongues, and talked a little bit about. Um, the likenesses and the difference between the two. Yeah, that was, I hadn't really spent a lot of time contemplating yeah. the differences there. It was really interesting to hear about and consider. Yeah, again, you know, I might be splitting hairs on this thing, but um, tongues, the gift of tongues is 
spoken about much differently. Yeah. No, I think it was an important distinction. Yeah, much differently um, than than what we see happening yeah. at Pentecost. Um, you know, the gift of tongues Paul talks about mm-hmm. as actually the least of the gifts um, yeah. of the Spirit. And I think First well, Corinthians twelve is a good place to go to mm-hmm. cross reference. Mm-hmm. And then um, he, Paul, talks about the importance of having an interpreter. Yeah. So the gift of tongues seems to be um, a spiritual language. Mm-hmm. What's happening at Pentecost is the Holy Spirit is empowering these apostles, Galileans, who don't know different yeah. languages of those who have gathered here. Uh, and they're speaking in a language that's not spiritual, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but rather quite human. Yeah. So the folks who have gathered will hear in their own tongue, mm-hmm. or they heard in their own tongue. Right. Acts 2 and 11, mm-hmm. we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Yeah. So maybe... This was the gift of languages, yeah, and not the gift of tongues. Mm, that would be good. that would be something that I wish I had said. Yeah, yeah. Well, in an inverse of yeah. what we saw happen at Babel, it's almost exactly mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Exactly that God had taken those languages, yeah, and um, you know, a common tongue, and said, "Nope, you're not going to understand mm-hmm. each other." Mm-hmm. And then He used those languages now to 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 speak to his people. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. So it's fascinating, this it whole is. idea. It is. I, I would have liked to lean into that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't do it here either. Yeah. But, you know, tongues, I want to say, the gift of tongues is a gift of the Spirit. Yeah. And this is another place, I think, especially we, as part of a mainline church, and evangelical churches as well, um, for different reasons, I don't really exercise the gift of tongues. Right. But according to Scripture, tongues is a, a spiritual language mm-hmm. of prayer. It is. Broadly speaking, communication yeah. with God and sometimes between God and His people. Mm-hmm. It's also um, a language that's used to... Uh, pray when we don't have the words to pray. Right, which is scriptural. Scriptural, That's, it's all yeah. scriptural. Mm-hmm. Um, and Paul talks about the proper use of tongues. Yeah. I think the the problem that we've found in the church, in churches who practice sp- these spiritual gifts, we would call these um, apostolic gifts, and I'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. But the gift of tongues, the gift uh, of prophecy, the gift of uh, word of knowledge, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, get the gift of healing, perhaps. Right. All these apostolic gifts, and they're called apostolic because they were exercised in the age of the apostles, yeah. most predominantly. But those gifts, um, contrary to um, dispensational the- theologians and theology, so... Um, most Baptists practice dispensational theology, meaning that God works in dispensations, periods, eras, epochs, yep, yep. and that God works differently through them. 
So uh, the age of the apostles is a previous or past dispensation yes. era, age, epoch. Mm -hmm. And those things were more limited and, to that time. And that's when they yeah. happened and they are not happening, happening yeah. now. Right. Um, we don't believe that. Yeah. Um, God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we do believe that the the gifts of the Spirit, Spirit, namely these apostolic gifts, are still alive and active in the church. The yeah. problem is we don't we're afraid. We don't we don't know what that's gonna look like mm -hmm. because the early church looked pretty messy and chaotic. Yeah. And we don't like that. We like to be in control. We like to make sure things are um in good order. Yes. In fact the ordination, <laughs> even mm. even pastoral ordination mm -hmm. uh comes from the root word order. And yeah. we want to do things orderly in the we church. Do. And there's importance to that. Yeah. So I, I would say um, the the gift of tongues is absolutely a spiritual gift yeah. and should be exercised in the church. And the one of the main problems is that it hasn't been exercised appropriately and in Agreed. a healthy way. Agreed. I remember um, when I was growing up going to youth group, I went both to Central and to a Foursquare. Foursquare, um, youth yes, group, right. and mm -hmm. I, I remember another youth at the Foursquare youth group was talking to me one day and saying, "Oh, well, you don't pray in tongues," and I was mm -hmm. like, "Nope, I've never yeah. experienced that." And they said, "Oh, well, we'll teach you how to do that." Yeah, right. And uh, you know, it's like now knowing what I know, I'm like, well, it doesn't really work that way. It's not like no. learning mm -hmm. Spanish or learning, no. you know, something like that. No, that's um, right. Now, there's things you can do to surrender yourselves or to put yourself sure. in that space totally. to experience yeah. God and pray right. for it and things like that. But right. yeah, we, it's one of those, we don't know what to do with. <laughs> and, and when we don't know what to do with it, we usually <laughs> don't do anything with it yes. or we move out to uh, the yeah. polarities <laughs> and like the dispensationalists say, mm -hmm. uh, it's not even a gift. We're not right. going to acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. Or some Pentecostals say it is the gift. Yes. If you don't have the gift of tongues, yep then you aren't saved, mm -hmm. which is an equal error Yeah, just on the other side of the equation. Yep. So how do you practice proper exercise of apostolic gifts? And that just, I, I think this just takes time and effort and, mm -hmm. and a, a willingness to move into that space. Yeah. So again, I, I, tongues and this gift of languages, I think there's a lot to be said there. Yeah. But that's, we'll leave it there for now just yeah. because it, you won't give me three hours. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so one of the points that you talked about was self-discipline right. uh, that Paul talked about yeah. that you brought up. And so yeah. how do we differentiate mm. between self-discipline done by our own power yeah. and self-discipline that relies on the power of the Holy Spirit? How do we sort of check ourselves or how yeah, do we tell the difference good. there? Good. Well, um, I'm going to start, I hope th this will be pertinent to answering this particular question, um, but in a different place. So <laughs> one of the other things, the second thing that I left out besides the discussion on tongue, tongues and languages on the cutting room floor was um, this idea of, um, of when the Holy Spirit comes. Mm. 
And I think we have to make a distinction here uh, between justification and sanctification. So really, there are kind of three stages, if you will, in classic systematic theology Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in the life of the believer. The first is justification. And that is a once and for all only uh, making right the individual through the power and person of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes that comes at baptism, not the only time at yeah. baptism, but this is the point where Christ washes us clean of sin um, and we are saved by grace through faith, period. Yeah. That's it. That's justification. Sanctification then is the process of working out our salvation. Mm-hmm. And then the third step, and so that's discipleship, spiritual yep. formation, living the Christ life, like mm-hmm, life, mm-hmm. being uh, changed into the image of Christ. There's so many uh, concepts we use to yes, depict to sanctification. Yep. So the last piece then is glorification mm. that comes at our physical death when we are then raised into the fulfilled kingdom of God. Yeah, uh, we call that heaven. Yeah. Now, there is a distinction here. The the Spirit came to Timothy. Paul calls it at the laying on of his hands. Yeah. I think that's we we don't want to do we don't want to overspeak that, but right. maybe yeah. it came at that point, yeah. maybe a different point. But yeah. that's here and there. Now, so then so then Timothy has this flame. He's been justified. Mm-hmm. Paul says, I, I want you to fan it yeah. in, into to flame, mm-hmm. this fire. Fan it. Fan the flames of the fire. Make it bigger. Make it grow. Lean into it. Maximize it. You know, whatever. L- leverage it. Um, Paul says, it's in you, and I want you to fan it into flame. That's the process of sanctification. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that transformation that the, happens. The first yeah. distinction we have to make here is uh, between justification and sanctification. Paul isn't saying to Timothy, earn your fire. Mm. Paul says you already have it. So Paul doesn't say get the Holy Spirit, yeah. get the fire, but rather Uh, deepen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's telling him to tend, tend, tend to fire. to that mm-hmm. fire that it might deepen yeah. in you. That's sanctification. So we have to first say, we don't, this is works righteousness if we were going to exercise power, love, and self-discipline to get the Holy Spirit. For, so I think people have a, a, an innate um movement towards works righteousness. Yeah. We we have to get this right. We we ha- we we must work out our salvation. That's sanctification. We can't work for right our salvation. Yeah, it's that idea of it being a gift versus something That's that correct. we could this earn. Is, or... This is grace. Yep. So then in the area then that we're talking. So this is that was kind of preamble. Now I'm I'm getting to the hopefully <laughs> to answering the question that you asked, and that is in the process of sanctification, how do we determine 
what's God's work and what's our work. Yeah. Because even Ephesians 2 says uh, in verse 10, uh, we were created for good, good works work. that God yep. has prepared in advance for us to do. Mm-hmm. So Ephesians 2, uh, 8 and 9, you're saved by grace through faith. There's, there's a so that, a purpose, so that we can do these good works created in advance for us to do. Uh, it's not black and white, <laughs> the difference between these things. Yeah. Um, but I would say this. Our responsibility, according to this text, is to fan the flame. We're not making the flame do things. We're not, uh, I think, uh, contriving something from nothing. Uh, Paul says, allow that which is already in you to be all the more power and love and self-discipline. So... We practice those things by, I think, leaning into the, well, there's a lot of ways to do it. Maybe the best way is to lean into places, practice habits that help us fan the flame. Yeah, I like that. Absolutely. I think it's that idea that our rhythms and our habits aren't, it's not a formula. It's not that. Our attitudes. Yes. All of those things will affect how available we are to God. Mm -hmm. You know, we think about trying to pay attention to all of the things that require our attention and effort throughout the day. And uh, we're going to see God more or experience God more when we make ourselves available. Right. And that's not to say the only way to experience God is to go lock ourselves away in a room and to yeah. have only silence and solitude in Bible right. verses. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a balance. The, the greatest help here for me, I find in Romans chapter 12, verses one and two. Mm. Yes. Um, verse one, the encouragement is, uh, make your bodies a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So what that means is a full surrender yes. unto God. Yep. We might even say a full surrender to Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to the fire. Yeah. And when we're doing that, that fans the flame. That verse two says, and it, it helps remind us that the action is 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 God's yes, and that God's is the power at work. God's the power at work. <laughs> um, uh, be transformed. So it's, it's a mm. passive action on mm. our part. Mm. Be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Yeah. And God's going to do that renewing. Right. It's so not saying transform yourself. <laughs> you can't transform yourself. We can't right. do that. And we can put ourselves in places. We can go through a process that that mm-hmm. helps us be transformed. Right. Um, another scripture says, so we are to be transformed um, and by the renewing of our mind. Mm-hmm. Another scripture says, a pause, 
take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Yes. So maybe one of the practices that we are using that the Holy Spirit or Holy Spirit might might change us, mm -hmm. transform us. That's what tr change transformation is. Yeah. It's, it's change. Maybe one of those practices is to be mindful of what we think. Mm. And yes. then what it means to take captive is take that thought and compare it to what Scriptures, what Jesus said and who Jesus is. Yes. Like, for instance, if I have the thought, I'm not good enough. And, and trust me, I have that thought yeah. all the time. Yeah, I think it's one we can all relate to. We all relate to. to. I'm not yep. good enough. Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. Hence, God doesn't love me. Or I've done something so heinous, I'm such a jerk, or whatever, that God doesn't love me. Yeah. Well, we take that thought. So that's not a healthy thought. <laughs> no. That's not a God thought, we would say. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. that's, that's a thought that will transform us, not into the image right. and likeness not of Christ. <laughs> so if we take that thought captive to the obedience of Christ and think, is this what Christ thinks of me? It's easy to say, no, yeah. no. Yeah. I, I am good enough. Mm. God does love me. Yeah. And it's not because of anything I've done, did, or will do, mm -hmm. but because God loves me. Yeah. So I, I, I think that's a, a ready example to put ourselves in that place. So yeah. it's a good Challenge, discipline to challenge that thought. Yeah, challenging our thoughts yeah, as right. spiritual formation. Yep. Mm. That's good. That's a good reminder. So there are a lot of spiritual habits mm -hmm. that we can practice yeah. that help put us in that place mm -hmm. to, to be transformed. Yeah. We, we gotta, we've got to remember that um, spiritual formation and discipleship, they, they aren't a program. Yeah, and not a formula. They're not, they're not a formula. <laughs> right. Um, these are not if you do this, then this mm -hmm, happens. Mm -hmm. And I think we haven't, the church hasn't done a very good job yeah. of helping people understand I agree. that the process of sanctification mm -hmm. is every bit as much of grace mm. and God's work as justification. Oh, that's good. And that's... glorification. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, we think. God's part, justification. Right. God's done. done. Yep. <laughs> now it's my turn. And, you know, when we went through um, Ashbrook's mansions, mm. many people got to the third chapter yep. and where we weird. live mm -hmm. by doing. Yes. You know, I'm doing for the Lord. Yep. And then we leave out all the rest of yeah. the spiritual growth in, in us in the, those chapters. Mm. Unfortunately, I think. That's where many of us still remain and yeah. may always remain yeah. in what are you doing for the Lord? Mm. There are churches and organizations that that is the pinnacle. It is. Anyway, well, I've I think about what you... Babbled enough. <laughs> no, I think about what you remind us of, that we are human beings, not human doings. Yeah. And it's yes. an important distinction. It and is. this is when it's easy to be intimidated by it and this idea of spiritual formation and what it looks like. And so yeah. we would just encourage you, come talk to us. We have oh, resources yeah, because absolutely. we even know people smarter than us that have, you know, <laughs> prepared things like books many, that are, many people, right? Many, many. <laughs> yeah, but we've got resources like crazy for that. So if that's something you know, that you're interested in, we would love to talk to you about that. Yeah, so yeah. 
remembering the Holy Spirit, I'll bring this mm -hmm, around mm -hmm. to where we started, yeah. is really our work mm. to be mindful, practice mm. mindfulness um, and, and presence. Yeah. Um, it's not do the Holy Spirit. Right. Mm. <laughs> or do work that you might know this. No. Right. Fanning the flames of the fire yeah. is really what also Paul's encouragement is to us. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean we go out and do a bunch of stuff. Yeah. It, it means that we surrender more deeply into God's process of transforming us mm -hmm. into the image and likeness of Christ. Yeah. That's and I it. think the more, the more we do that and the more we experience mm -hmm. that, the yeah. more comfortable we become with right. Holy Spirit because yeah. it becomes less and less intimidating and I agree. not so nebulous. You know, I mm -hmm. think about that book Francis Chan wrote about the Holy Spirit called The Forgotten God. 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 Yeah. Because Another it, great book. Yeah, because mm -hmm. often Holy Spirit is the mm -hmm. forgotten, forgotten God. Right. So that's, yep. a, that's a great reminder. And we're not really um, comfortable in space where uh, we're uninformed and out of control. Right. And guess what? That's that space. <laughs> it's where God often does right. the most in us when we are at our edges or at. I agree. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Hmm. Hmm. Well, we are just about at time. And so any final oh, so we're not closing at a thoughts <laughs> or encouragements for us or wise yeah. words from our pastor? Yeah. Um, I would simply connect then my summary statement to the story that I started with. Mm. And that is a, a lot of times we become complacent, arrogant, comfortable mm -hmm. with our good works. Not for salvation, but for working out our salvation, for, for discipleship and spiritual growth. Um, but that only results in tightening our own halos mm. and in self-righteousness. And that's not helpful to us, first and foremost, and certainly not help, helpful to others. Yeah. Um, if you really want to change your worldview on this, read um, Brennan Manning's <sighs> The Ragamuffin Gospel. Oh. And that's where I, I got the quote from. It yeah. wasn't Brennan, Brennan's, it was somebody else's. And I knew who it was, but I forget. Anyway, uh, he was quoting someone else. Yeah. But there's a whole chapter on tilted halos. And that's what we wear. Mm -hmm. Our, our nice. halos are not straight. And they certainly are not, you know, good enough. They're, they're, you know, yeah. So, yeah, uh, I think my summary there is we cannot do it. Mm. And that's what the doctor told the man who came in with a headache. Yes. You can't do it. Mm. Great so, reminder. Yeah. That's mm. where I would end. Awesome. Well. And that, it's actually where I did end. It is. <laughs> Twice in one week. I know. <laughs> Twice in one week. People are just thinking, well, I'm glad there's an end. <laughs> well, let me close us in prayer and then we'll sign off. Good. Thanks. God, we are so thankful that... You are a God beyond our comprehension mm. and beyond our understanding, even as it makes us uncomfortable at times. We pray, Spirit, that you would continue to do your work of transformation in us and through us. Mm. 
we are in awe of where you have brought us from and can't imagine where you will continue to bring us to. Mm. And yet we trust our guide. We trust you as our guide. Thank you, God, for this reminder to remember the Holy Spirit, to remember your power and remember who is the source of our power. And that is you. We pray that your presence would be well known in our lives this week and um, as we go from here. It's in the precious and powerful name of Jesus we pray. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys. Thanks, friends. Good to be with you. We'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. Bye.